Hi, friends. I am here today and I want to introduce you to Didi Rohano. Um, I've known Didi since high school and Didi is 58 years old. She's married 36 years now. She's a mom of two adult children and a retired executive assistant. Uh, Didi now fills her time working at the cutest little boutique in League City called Brave Boutique. Uh, she's an amazing, talented photographer that does not give herself enough credit. And she likes spending time volunteering with her church and she enjoys relaxing and spending time with her husband in their hometown of Galveston, Texas. Uh, so I want you to help me welcome Didi, but first I'm going to give out a quick little disclaimer uh, that Didi and I are not medical professionals and we don't pretend to be. This is in no way serves as any type of medical advice. This is just two friends sitting down to chat about Didi's implants, her experiences, and the ways that they have affected her life. So join me now in welcoming Didi to my podcast. Hi, Didi. Hi. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad to be here, Carla, oh. on your new podcast. I'm so excited about it, and I'm so excited to hear all of the things that you share with your audience. Oh, thank you. I know it's so fun having all my old friends on. I think I just need to have each one of you on. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. <laughs> you know, because everybody has a story and I know each one of our Fab 50 girls has a story. And maybe one time we just do a big group Fab 50s, um, I don't know, <laughs> community podcast. That would be fun, too. Yeah, that might get a little long but and loud. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Very loud. Um, okay, so let's dig right in because I want to let everyone know we are here to talk about your journey with breast implants. And it entails a whole lot of other things around that. But um, we are going to start from the beginning. So if you could just share with me how you came about making the decision to get breast implants, when that was, just kind of talk us through that that journey. Yeah, sure. So when I was a teenager, um, I've always been very small, still am, very small framed, and I always, always wanted bigger boobs. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, I would look at girls that were my age and and be jealous of them, thinking, oh, she's got you know such a nice, nicer body than me. Um, so I'm, it's something that I've always just had in my head that I would feel better or feel more feminine or look prettier if um, my body were curvier. And at that time, of course, we came up in the 70s and 80s. Um, and in the 80s and 90s, the look was the big breast look. I mean, everywhere you look was media, magazines, actors, um, TV, they were all getting breast implants. And um, I just thought that would be the answer to my problem, which I thought was a problem. You know, I was flat chested. Um, so, uh, it's just something that I've always, always thought about. Um, so then one day uh, I was, let me see, I was 31 years old and my husband came home from work and he told me that he had bought a motorcycle that day. So this is kind of the funny part of my story of deciding how to get breast implants. He, um, told me he bought a motorcycle and I was slightly perturbed <laughs> that he had not discussed this with me. And um, I said, well, what do I get? You know, you get this brand new Harley Davidson. What do I get? And he said, well, what do you want? And I said, I want a boob job. <laughs> so, <laughs> and my husband, Carla has met him, is very sarcastic and funny. He likes to tell this story as the best day of his life. He got a Harley Davidson and his wife decided to get bigger boobs. <laughs> so, so that's just kind of how I started you know, my journey of um, thinking, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and then came the the part I had to find a plastic surgeon, something I had never done before. And of course, back then we didn't have the internet. The internet was just starting. It was like 1996. And um, you probably couldn't have found anything about breast implants on the internet anyways at that time. So I took to the yellow pages and basically just looked for someone that was close to my area and made an appointment for a consultation. 
Wow. And Wait, let me, let me stop that you there. That was the extent of my research. <laughs> yeah. So you went to the Yellow Pages and uh, hopefully most people know what that is. It's a phone book. Um, but it's so crazy to think you didn't have the internet to go research and to check it out that you went to the Yellow Pages. So you didn't even like get a referral from a friend or anything. No, wow. Nothing. I uh, well, I was going to say I didn't know anyone at the time, um, probably a few years prior to that, that my husband bought the motorcycle. Um, I had a friend who did get breast implants and I, I thought, wow, that would be awesome. But I don't have the money for that. You know, well, a few years later, my husband suddenly decides he has the money for a motorcycle. So I have the money for boobs now. Um, so yeah, I didn't really know anyone to ask. Um, I didn't ask that friend at the time. I just went to the yellow pages. That's all I knew to do. And just looked up plastic surgeons that were near me and just called the first one and made an appointment. And that was really the extent of it. That's all I did. Wow. It was horrible. When I think back. I cringe, I think back that I did no research. So how long from the time you looked it up in the yellow pages, uh, what was the date of your surgery? How long was that time in between? Or let's go back to how long was the time in between, hey, I got a motorcycle yeah. to <laughs> the, when when you got your um, breast implants? Well, it wasn't terribly long, maybe only a few months. Um, you know, I, I made this appointment probably, I don't know, maybe within a few weeks and um, went and had my consultation. And I came armed with photos of girls from the Victoria's Secret catalog of how I wanted to look. <laughs> wow. And yeah. And at that time, I was a 32A, very, very small. And I said, I want to be a C cup. And so that was the only information I really gave him. I wanted to be a C. And here's a picture. And he said, oh, yes, we can make you look beautiful. And um, that was really the only discussion. He told me, you know, how the, the surgery would go and I'd be down for a week or so. And then I could kind of uh, restart my normal activities um, about a month until I could start exercising. But yeah, it, he described it would be very easy. So I paid so did you ever an appointment. did you ever in all of that? Did you ever have any fears about doing it? Did you ever think, what if something happens to me? Like, where was your mindset at with all of that? Yeah, so I did have slight fears, but I'm going to be brutally honest. I was young. I was 31, which to me is very young because I'm 58 yeah. now. <laughs> um, I was very young and naive. And my tunnel vision focus was on, I'm going to have bigger boobs now. And that's all I thought about. Um, I'm sure I probably did think about the risk because they tell you there's risk for surgery anytime you go in for surgery. But I thought, you know, that's not going to happen to me. Everything's going to be fine. Um, I, I really didn't have a big fear. I was just so excited to be getting breast implants. That's all. That's all I thought about. Wow. So. And, you know, I think back to the times that I considered getting implants and it was after children, after breastfeeding, um, when you, you know, for me, I just didn't feel the same anymore. I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel like I was up to the standards of what I had set for myself. Yeah. And when I started telling my husband and thinking about it, um, I mean, thankfully at the time we didn't have the financial resources to do it and that's why it didn't happen. And because yeah. now when I look back, I'm like, oh my goodness, if I had done that back then, where would I be right now? Exactly. Uh, but yeah. And also I do remember having some fears thinking about what if something happened to me? I just had my babies and what if something happened to me on the table? But I think you're right too. It was more important about, yeah, but I want to look good. I want, I want to be able to put on a swimsuit or a little dress or whatever. And I want to yes. look amazing. And I think that kind of took more over than the, than the fear of what might happen to my health. It did. And I yeah. mean, towards the end of this, I really want to tell my main message to the younger women who may be considering this uh, yes. and things you need to think about. But I really wasn't thinking that way. And so that's what I worry about these days as uh, someone who's much younger than me thinking about this. They're not truly thinking about all of the repercussions yeah. that this decision makes. Yeah. Um, 
it it can change a lot of things mm. and you're lucky if if it's just minimal changes and sometimes it's not minimal yeah so let me ask you um after you got them did you feel like did you feel happy did it fulfill that longing that need after you had surgery tell me what that was like so in the very beginning um I was happy that I had them now. I thought, okay, now I have the body that I've always wanted, you know? Um, but slowly I began to realize over time, over the months and the coming years that there were quite a few things that bothered me um, about this, these new, this new body. Um, for example, because I was so small and still am, um, and my boobs were quite a bit larger than they were before. Um, and in fact, I felt they were larger than I thought they were going to be. So um, I had to deal with that. Um, they weren't quite a C. They were they were a little bigger than that. So it, it was a big deal on my small frame. And the first thing I really noticed having to deal with was when I would buy clothes. Clothes wouldn't fit properly because I'm very small. I would buy the small size and my boobs would be exploding out of the top. So I would have to either go up to a bigger size um, or just not get that outfit. Um, sometimes I would have things altered, but you can't have every single piece in your wardrobe altered. But really nothing fit me. Um, it was very hard to shop and very hard to find where I should shop because just um, nothing fit. So that was a real pain. Um, and then came the point where, and it was really kind of early on, I was kind of self-conscious now that I have these big boobs. I didn't want to wear things too revealing. I didn't, um, I, I truly believe that I started cutting my shoulders to kind of hold them in so that they didn't stick out so much. Um, it, it really became a thing, you know, and the, the type of clothing that I bought slowly but surely became less and less revealing and more covering. Um, so it did take a little while, but I, I really started feeling that, yeah, it was a mistake and, and it wasn't something that I was completely happy with. There were still times that, yeah, I was glad I had big boobs, <laughs> but um, and they were always too big in my mind. Um, so I would start to hide them again. It was just this real back and forth kind of thing. I, I was never fully happy with them. No. So, so share with me then, um, as, as time's going on and you're getting through the years, what caused you to start thinking more about it? Questioning if you should have yeah. your implants removed? Um, you know, what started that process? So um, a lot of it started with photos of myself. I would see photos and think, oh my gosh, I look so big. Um, but it was a lot because the, the larger chest really made me look thicker. And then the clothes that I was wearing would kind of hang sometimes. And there was one moment, I think it was around 2015, um, I took a picture or someone took a picture of me and my daughter together and we had been out to lunch and it was a beautiful day and we had a great time. And I said, oh, let's take a picture. I think there was a mural. And I looked at that photo and thought, oh my gosh, I hate that picture. I, I look horrible. I look like I'm wearing a tent. It was awful. And I, from that moment on, I thought, okay, that's, it's been 19 years. I, I think I, I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do here because um, when you get implants, they should tell you, which I do remember my doctor telling me, this is not a lifetime device. You more than likely will have to have another surgery at some time in the future and either you know replace them or remove them. And they say that you should do it within 10 years. Uh, this was 19 years I was at, and I thought, you know what, I just, I just don't like them. And the styles had started to change. It was no longer so much the big breast look anymore. And everywhere you look in media and magazines and TV and movies, everyone is athletic and fit looking. And many of them are flat like I was when I was younger. Um, 
and it didn't bother them. It was almost like they were flaunting it, you know? And so it began to bother me that I had this bulky thing that wasn't even me. It was something fake inside of me and it was in the way. Um, I was a runner and, um, yeah, I mean that, that bothered me too. I would run and you would have to think of your boobs bouncing and, um, just working out, you know, just moving and moving around them. It just, there were just so many things, but really it was the photos of me that started me thinking, oh my gosh, I hate that look. I hate the way I look. I need to get these things out. And, and so that's when that, I started thinking about it. Isn't that crazy how it's a look you longed for for so long? Exactly. And then here you are. And it, it goes along with my past conversations with with friends and other podcasts on when is it ever enough? Like we get to a certain yes. point thinking this is going to make me happy. We get there and then we're like, well, this isn't it. I'm, I'm still exactly. not happy. And I wanted to touch on it made me think about when you were talking about when when you were younger and they said it's not a lifetime device that you would have yeah. to eventually get it replaced. And I think when we're younger, because 31 may not sound that young to people, but it is to us when we look back now and the yeah. wisdom we've gained gained since. And when I when you mentioned that, I think about all the women doing it and girls that are in their, you know, early 20s and you know, right. some even before that, but you're thinking, oh, I'll just get them replaced one day. No big deal. You don't, yes. you don't really think about further down the road and what your life mm -hmm. may look like. And are you going to have the money then and the resources and what are they going to have done in your body during that time? And what if I want to breastfeed? I mean, there's so many questions that can come into play, but those aren't the things we're thinking about because all we're thinking about yeah. is I just want these big boobs. So I feel amazing. And exactly. um, I think all the, the other stuff gets lost in that. Um, so let me ask you then, as we, as we um, are discussing all that is tell me then about the process of researching, finding a doctor that was a right fit for you, for an explant, and when did you really start thinking about, and what did that look like? Hey, I think I want to get these out. Like, mm -hmm. what were their health issues too? Was this just purely, uh, merely, um, you know, aesthetic and the way you looked? Share a little bit on on all that. How how you came about deciding this? Yeah. So initially, I again turned to the internet and started just researching um, breast implant removal and um, started coming up initially with um, stories about celebrities. So there are a few celebrities that you can find stories on that were removing their breast implants and not replacing them um, because that was a thought, you know, I thought, well, maybe I'll just get some smaller ones, you know, and, but a lot of these celebrities were removing them because they were sick. And they were calling it breast implant illness, which I had never heard of. Um, and for short, they call it BII. And so I just started reading their stories and um, just became very intrigued by it. And I thought, well, at least I'm not sick, you know, but I still want to get these things out. So these were the stories I was finding about people removing them. And um, I came across a Facebook group. I don't remember how, if it was through Facebook or if it was from one of these articles I was reading and it was a link that was placed there, but it's uh, a Facebook group called Breast, Breast Implant Illness and Healing by Nicole. And so I went to Facebook and checked that out and you have to join, it's a private group. And at that time, I want to say it was around 2016, maybe 2017, there were about 30,000 members in that group. And I thought, wow, that's a lot of people, you know. And so I got on there and there were just many, many, many stories about women's, um, their stories about why they, how they landed there. So, and there were a lot of women that were really, really sick. And again, I was like, well, thank God I'm not sick, you know, but I just wanted to read about having them out. 
what happens? Will you, will I be deformed? You know, how am I going to look and how flat am I going to be? All those questions. Um, and then there were the women who, um, they just had light symptoms, um, like things that you would attribute to aging, um, like, um, brain fog or night sweats, or my joints were hurting, um, dry eyes, um, hair loss, you know, lots of things that you can contribute or attribute to aging and menopause. Um, so that got me thinking, I was like, hmm, well, I've got a lot of these symptoms, but you know, I just thought it was menopause. Um, and I just continue to read all their stories. And another thing that happened is when I got on this Facebook page, um, there were a few of my friends were on this Facebook page. Um, that also have implants. So that intrigued me as well. And I thought, well, other women are, that I know are looking into this. Um, so yeah, just the more I studied all of these stories and um, just really started correlating it to things that I have. And I thought, well, maybe it's not aging, you know, maybe, maybe it has something to do with these implants. Um, but it took me a good probably six months of really reading and going back to the internet and researching things that I would read about on these stories. And I just came to the conclusion that, well, you know what, I want them out anyways. And if, if they're the ones that are making, if they're the thing that's making me have some of these symptoms and they go away, well, that's all the better. So, um, I finally came to the decision that, yeah, I think, I think I want to have these things out. Now I was a lot more scared having them out than I was putting them in the first time. Um, again, because like you said, um, my life stage, uh, what if I, something happens on the table? Um, am I going to be deformed? Just lots of different things going through my mind. Um, yeah. So it was a lot scarier making the second decision than it was the first one. And isn't it, that strikes me too, as you say that, because your first time, all you're thinking about is getting these amazing breast implants. Right. Exactly. And then the second time, as you've grown older and wiser, you're naturally thinking beyond that. Um, yeah. and, and what might happen and, but great things can come from this by me getting them out. And if there are symptoms that are relieved even better, so, and right. of course we're all going to naturally worry about what we are going to look like, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, that's just a natural, natural part of it. So before we move on from that, let me ask you one, how did your husband feel? Mm -hmm. And, um, then we'll talk about when you had the explant, if you had a lift with it, kind of kind of what yeah. all that looked like. Okay. So when I first started talking to my husband about this, um, he he didn't think I was crazy, but he was like, eh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But he also knew me and married me without breast implants. And thank God. <laughs> so he knew me without him. Um, so he really had no problem with it. I mean, he thought, you know, it's your body. I want you to be happy and healthy. So anything you decide, he's fine with it. Um, so really, he's been supportive the whole time. But I will say, through the whole experience and everything he's seen and seen my results and heard me talk about different stories, even stories of friends of mine, He's a firm believer that there's something to the breast implant illness. And um, yeah, we, we have conversations all the time and he'll bring it up. We'll see somebody in public and, you know, he, he doesn't make nasty comments, but he's like, oh, you know, I wonder if she knows, but, you know, yeah. so yeah. He, he's very supportive. Thank so what, goodness, because there are some women on this page that don't have supportive husbands yes. and that's really sad. That's that's good to point out because not everyone has that support system. Yeah, um, even there's some the that are pressured on that page. That's the yeah. good thing you you yes. get support from the women. You get on support the page. there, which yeah. is amazing because I follow that page. I have followed it for a while, and you know there are women that are pushed into getting implants by a partner, a spouse. Yes. Uh, 
And then, exactly. you know, so um, I'm just so thankful that, you know, you had your husband who was supportive in it. Yeah. And I'm very thankful. Uh, yeah. So tell us the day. When did you have your implants removed? So my implants were removed April 5th of 2018. So okay. I, I had my five-year anniversary just this April. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and I cannot believe it's been five years. It yeah. really doesn't seem like yeah. that long. Yeah. I remember when you when you told us you got them out and it just does not seem like five years ago. I know. Um, yeah. So tell me then, since since then, um, after you removed them, how you felt after that, how was it? I mean, I want to know, how was it seeing yourself the first time? Once they healed and and all that. So share that, what kind of health changes, um, emotional changes, physical changes, kind of share what you went through once you had the the implants removed. So I was pretty nervous to unwrap those bandages. (laughs) And of course, the bandages were very flat on my chest. So yeah, that was a big, big difference. Um, I, I had them for 22 years. I don't know if I mentioned that, but, um, so yeah, it was a big difference. And when I finally did unwrap, because I got to take a shower, I want to say it was only a couple of days after surgery and it was, I was just extremely nervous to take these bandages off, but I did. And I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, obviously I was flat, (laughs) but it looked like me, you know, it was me from what I remember before. Um, and honestly, I cannot say that they're different if they're different or not, because I've had two children, so they could have looked like this. If, if I never had implants, you know, I mean, all women our age or that, especially that have had children, you know, they, they tend to gravity takes hold and (laughs) (laughs) um, you don't have anything perky anymore up there. Um, So, you know, I don't know if I look exactly the same as I would have, but I feel like I'm, I'm pretty close to the same. So did you get a lift with your explant? So I was not able to, because I did not have enough tissue. That's how small I am. So A woman who has more breast tissue and but just has a lot of sagging from gravity, they can go in and and lift, but you have to have enough tissue. Otherwise, it's just going to flatten you out even more. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you feel after that? Like as far as just emotionally, physically, and then share if you did start seeing because we're talking five years now. Did you start yeah. seeing changes in in your health and symptoms that you kind of wrote off to be in menopause or something else? Yeah, so um, I did initially. Um, you know, it's just a sore. I didn't have a lot of pain. Um, I don't know if it had to do with my surgeon or just me and my body or how much work he had to do inside of me. Um, I did not have that much pain. I think I took maybe one or two pain pills. The first day after surgery, just because I was afraid, you know, I didn't want the pain to creep up on me. And then after that, I just took Tylenol. So that was not a big deal for me personally. Um, But I felt great. I was very happy with my decision. There's never been a second that I regretted my decision to remove those implants. It was like I was me again. I like the way I looked in clothes. I could wear different clothes, you know, now the ones that I thought before were so cute that wouldn't really fit me because I was too big on top. Um, there were just a lot of pluses. Um, and then when I got to start working out again, it, it was just so different. I felt different. I didn't have to go around these things that were in my way anymore. Um, yeah, I just, I really, I felt a lot better. and. As the months and and it has taken a couple of, a few years for some of these things to happen, but I did start slowly noticing things that were disappearing, and I wasn't even looking for it. Um, so things like my aching joints when I would exercise, all of a sudden one day I realized I it's not that hard to do a squat anymore. You know, like before 
I would really have to concentrate that first squat and not hurt my legs and my knees. Um, I have no aching joints anymore and I take nothing. I don't take any kind of um, chondroitin or anything that helps your joints. So that completely went away. Um, I, I was highly fatigued before I had them out and I just thought I was getting old, you know, I was just tired. I, and I always had to take a nap in the middle of the day and I never take naps anymore. I very rarely even take them on the weekend. Um, it just, I'm not fatigued anymore. Um, my night sweats, sweats went away, which a lot of times, you know, if you're in menopause, you can have that. Um, but I, I don't have those anymore. Um, I had, I, I had bouts of depression. This is something I haven't talked about uh, previously in this conversation, but I did, I went through bouts of depression where I did take some medication at one time and I, I never knew why, you know, and it's just strange when you're in depression, you, you don't know why you have this depression, but I do not have an inkling of depression or sadness or any kind of yearning anymore. It, that completely went away. It's like, I'm fully, fully happy with my life. I did. There's nothing wrong. I, I'm not depressed in any way. Um, but I've always, as far as I can remember, but of course I had these for 22 years, I had lots of bloating after I would eat. Um, that no longer happens. And, and that's another thing. I, I had inflammation that I did not realize I had. So my ankles and my legs and my stomach and my face, everything, I lost this inflammation that I had. And I didn't even know I had it, which that to me was very strange um, because they talk about, you know, this inflammatory response. And I thought, well, I don't have inflammation, um, but I did. I truly did. Um, I had vertigo. I used to have maybe three or four episodes of severe vertigo every year. And in five years, I think I've had two episodes. Um, and it's been a long time since I've had one. Um, I had low libido, which is another, you know, menopausal thing um, that went away. Um, so when I had my implants, and this is not anything I ever put together with implants um, until more recently, I started developing my, my fingers would turn stark white and they would go numb, especially in cold weather. And I had no idea what this was. I looked it up on the internet and it was something called Raynaud's syndrome. And it's a circulatory um, disease that it just cuts off the circulation to your extremities. And some people get it so severely that their fingers and toes will turn black. And some people have to have them amputated. Um, that has severely lessened. I still do get it on occasion, but maybe one or two little fingertips. Um, but it just suddenly developed and just suddenly went away after I had those implants out. Um, just so many things. I had tingling on the bottoms of my feet that I do not have anymore. So I was one of those people that said, I don't have, I don't have symptoms. That's not me. I'm not sick. I just want these out. And then when these things started disappearing, I thought it, it really made me sad thinking of my friends or people that I've talked to that say they don't have symptoms. Um, I believe they probably do, and they just don't know it. They don't recognize it as symptoms. They think it's just a part of aging. Um, that's what I thought. And th these things have gone away. Hmm. So that's so incredible. Just, and it's, I love that you're shedding light on all of it. So maybe it'll make just one person out there think about, you know, well, yeah. I've been kind of writing that off to, um, you know, aging or whatever it may be, um, mm -hmm. just kind of writing it off to that instead of thinking about it a little further and maybe tracking it and maybe looking a little more into it because any, any ache, pain, tingling symptom, whatever it may be is a symptom that something is going right. on in your body. And all of that is, doesn't have to be natural as you age or mm -hmm. it's, it's, there are things that come with menopause, which we know, 
um, but they should go away. And I love that you just are shedding light on all of that where someone could think about um, is, is this what's affecting me? Because, and for people that maybe have had implants in for uh, 20, 25, Mm -hmm. 30 years. And if you think about where you talked about the aching joints and, and the, the Raynaud's, which I have struggled with that over the years. Um, I do not have implants, but it's something I've struggled with over the years. Um, and it's very uncomfortable and painful. And, but when you think about the fact that you are putting a foreign object in your body, your body wants to fight and it's going to create inflammation and it's just. It, your body is going to fight against that to figure out what to do. And in that fight comes other symptoms of, of things that may, may cause illnesses and, and different things going on in the body. So I think that's in, incredible that, um, you know, all the things that you have seen a difference in and getting those out of your body and your system. Let me ask you, I know what I was going to ask you. Did you, when they took yours out, did they tell you if you had any like decaying of them, any leaking? Had you had anything go into other parts of your body? No, I did not have any of that in no. in my report. That's a, um, but that's yeah, a that blessing. Is, that is one thing. And going back to that Facebook page, they do have a list of doctors that they have accumulated from women who have had the surgery done that are on that what they call the approved list um, because they have so much experience in explanting um, because it's not just a matter of cutting you open and taking it out. Um, Like you said, your body has a response. And as soon as you get them implanted, your body starts forming a capsule around the implant and it's a scar. It's protecting you from the implant is what your body's doing. It sees it as a foreign object and it's protecting you. So um, the surgery, the best way to do the surgery is to do it what they call on block or in block, um, which is they remove the entire implant with the capsule all at once. And so it takes a lot of, um, they have to burn or cut a lot of tissue away from your body to remove the whole thing and take it out. So some surgeons will cut the capsule open and remove the implant and leave the capsules in there. And the capsules have a biofilm in it. And so that will hold on to all of the toxins because it's it's removing these toxins, you know, to keep you safe, to keep it out of your body. So it's inside this capsule. And the, the, the toxins are still in there if they leave the capsule. So, um, yeah, so you're yeah. still going to have that in you deal with, you know, right. potential So you want a issues. surgeon who is going to remove the entire thing intact like that. And then on the table, once they take the implant out, they'll take it out of the capsule and they send the capsule off and they send the implant off, you know, to see if there's any um, pathogens or anything that they need to know of. That's yeah. so good so, to know. But I, didn't, and, I didn't have anything. Yeah, because I did have a friend that had hers removed and she had had hers in beyond the time frame that you're supposed to. And when mm-hmm. they went in, they had leaked into several areas of her body yeah. and she had to have additional procedures. So it was it was quite a tough journey, but she got through it and she got everything out. And, um, you know, she's another, another one of those with amazing mm-hmm. stories of, of what it's done for her. So with all that said, let me, let me ask you, what are some of the main things that you would like to share and let women know, um, about your journey with implants, explants, um, and well, let's, let's start there first. Okay. So actually I have. I kind of separated them. Um, so one for younger women and one for women who already have implants or maybe my age or, you know, Perfect. a little older. Yeah. So for the younger women, I just want you to think about, because this is not something I did really, really do your research. Think about what, think about the future. It's really hard to do that when you're young. Um, but there are so many things that are going to happen in your life that this can affect. I mean, you may have children. Um, obviously, you'll get, get married and, and have children. Um, 
you know, whatever job you choose, um, just different stages of life, you may get some uh, disease that, you know, affects you in another way. And having these implants in may not be a plus, you know, when it comes to that. Um, just, just really do your research and really think about it because what you're doing is you're going to be choosing to cut your body open and put a foreign object into it, which your body will reject. Um, it may not be a severe rejection immediately. It may take three years, five years, seven years, but somewhere down the road, you're going to start having, probably having symptoms. Um, well, and so I want to add to really that before you, it. yeah, before you move on, add to that and really ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why yes. do I feel like I need this? Is it Who for me? Is it for, for someone mm-hmm. else? Right. And I, I think right. that's such a, a big, big thing to ask yourself too. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. And in your research, if you're going to be asking plastic surgeons about breast implant illness, many of them will tell you there's no such thing. Um, they'll laugh at you and tell you, no, I don't know where you heard that from. Well, you have to remember that the surgeons are making their money on these surgeries. Um, there, There is not significant, definite uh, research saying, Breast implants cause illness, but there is now coming out through the FDA lots of information that it is triggering and can be um, a causative uh, material that is causing these women to have symptoms. So essentially, the breast implant doesn't cause the illness or the symptom, it triggers it. It triggers your body and your own autoimmune response to create these symptoms. So um, a doctor is not going to tell you breast implants are going to cause an illness. They're not going to tell you that. Yeah. Um, but there are many surgeons like on this list that, that will agree with you because they've seen many, far too many women who they've taken them out of and these women have improved. Um, and then for the older women who are maybe my age and have had them in for however many years, maybe like me, 20 plus years. Um, again, I think we've already said this, but you may think you, you're not having symptoms, but I encourage you to really, really look at the data, look at the stories of the women, especially on that Facebook page, um, I think that you may find some commonalities um, and, and it may make you think, you know, it, it could this really be something that's helping my body to react and cause these symptoms um, because there are far too many women who've taken them out and they've gotten better and the symptoms have um, subsided. And the last thing I would ask would be um, to ask yourself, if you knew taking them out, your health would change for the better, would you choose your health or would you choose to keep them, keep them in your body? I mean, it's, it, it all goes back to why do we have them? Yeah. And, and initially I thought I was getting them for me when I was 31 years old, my whole life. That's all I ever wanted. And it turns out that I was really just getting it to fit into a mold that society was telling me, you know, Mm. this is, this is pretty, you know, your, your body type is not pretty. This one is pretty. Um, Because in the end, when I finally took them out, I'm so much happier and I feel like myself again. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, And and on, on that note, for the older, and we say older, I mean, I know, whatever, age, whatever my age, right, whatever <laughs> age that may be. Yeah. Also asking yourself, is it worth it taking these out if it's going to extend my life? If I'm going to feel so good that I get to spend more time with my kids, my grandkids, my doing adventures, whatever it may be, is this going to help extend my life? by removing some of these illnesses, by removing a foreign object in my body that over the years, who knows what could end up doing. And I, you know, I think that's such an important point um, 
to make too is is to just think about that and you know the whole um i i wanted to ask if there are any more resources anything you want to share um out there and we will put it in the show notes anything that dd shares and like i said i also follow this facebook group even though i don't have implants i know many many people that do so it's very intriguing to me because i'm just so intrigued by women's health anyway and that group by far is just uh i if i had implants that's where i would want to go to really research you can do a search in there for um you know anything to see um yeah, similar stories to yours right so it really any is a symptoms. great resource Right. Yeah. So and, any... and one thing I wanted to say, when I started looking at that Facebook page, I, I had said before that there were 30,000 members. Today, mm-hmm. I looked at it, there are 180.6 thousand members. That's insane. Hundred. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, another thing I thought about, and I wanted to ask you, and in, in, as we wrap up here, um, one thing that I've heard from other friends that have gotten the implants out when they used to hug people, they were kind of stand back a little bit. Like they didn't want to touch. They didn't want to squish. They didn't want whatever it may be. And honestly, I have noticed that with people I know that have implants when they go to hug me, it's not a full hug. And one of the most beautiful things I heard from a friend of mine is like, she's like, I hug now, like I hug heart to heart, left side yeah. to left side, chest to chest. And I really feel that hug now. And I thought that was so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And it is true. And I, I was the same way. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of, well, in fact, I have a quick side story. Uh, someone that I know that had had implants, she recently had hers removed. Um, when she first got them, she ran into someone, an old family friend, and she's a real tiny lady. He picked her up and grabbed her really big. He, he popped one of her implants. Oh no. When he hugged her. Oh no. And she immediately felt the pain and she had to go and have surgery that day, like emergency surgery. Yes. Oh so, my goodness. Stranger things can happen. Is um, that when she got them removed or she just got it? No, repaired? she uh, just got it repaired. Oh goodness. And then so I that's why say, people don't have that tight. It's been 15 years later and oh, she wow. just recently had hers removed after I told her mm. about my, um, my situation. Well, well, um, like I said, we'll put all the info in the show notes, but let me ask you, is there anything that we didn't cover that you would still love to get out there and share? Because um, it's just it's just such an incredible story that I feel like so many need to hear. And for them to mm-hmm. make their own decisions, uh, this is by no means in any way by either of us right. any sort of judgment against anything. No. This is just two friends that care so much about women and women's health. And we just want to get the stories out there. And then you take it as the listener and do what you will with it. Yeah. Well, the the one um, other thing that I did not uh, cover was a lot of women will say, well, I have saline implants. They're safe. Mm-hmm. Well, I had saline implants for 22 years. And um, you probably know this, but you may not think about it, but every implant is made, uh, it's enclosed with a silicone shell. So you do have silicone in in your body. Um, And after 22 years, like it was in my body, I'm sure there was some leaching going on. I mean, the temperature of of our body, it it just can't stay in there for 22 years and something not get into me. Yeah. That's um, a good point. So yeah. I'm glad you yeah. brought that it, up. It doesn't matter what type of implant you have, you do have silicone in your body. Yeah. Exactly. Um okay, I'm gonna ask you a question that I haven't asked anyone yet. But okay. and so it's it's I'm gonna put you, you know, throw you <laughs> under the bus. But <laughs> tell me at 58 years old what you are doing now to not let your age be your cage. Okay. Um, oh gosh, I actually, once I removed my implants, decided I will no longer, um, 
look to the society's definition of beauty to um, decide what I'm going to do to myself. Um, I made the decision to no longer get anything uh, inserted, injected, applied to my body. I, I no longer, I have gotten Botox in the past, but I no longer have, I haven't done that for probably six or seven years. Um, don't do that anymore. I just, I just think, why are we putting these toxins into our bodies in, in the name of beauty? I mean, mm -hmm. we're all beautiful just the way we are. Um, you know, we, we, I even try to not put anything that's not natural on my skin. I don't go and use all of the smelly frou-frou lotions. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to age, age, want to age gracefully, and so I'm not letting that be my cage. I don't want um, youth or the the pursuit of youth to be what how I live. I, mm -hmm. I think. I can still do anything I want, you know, as long as I'm active and taking care of my body and eating the right things and just paying attention to what I put in and on my body. Yeah. So, yeah, I that's so beautiful. That's and I love that. I love that. And I love that you said no longer the pursuit of youth because yeah. it's like we chase after it and chase after it because it's what society tells us we should do. And I, I just feel so strongly now it is time to say no more and that right. we as women take this back and we, we let wrinkles come. We let the things happen as they may. And we show the next generations that it is okay to age and it is beautiful. And we yeah. don't have to look perfect until we're 90 years old. It's, right. um, you know, it's too much to keep up with. And um, it's just time to just say no to that and just stand up, be strong and quit pursuing youth. Just pursue a life well lived. And yeah, I can definitely tell that's what you're doing now. And I have absolutely loved chatting with you, even though, I mean, as my friend, but also just <laughs> fully hearing your story again and be able to get it out there to share with others. I know it's going to make an impact and be so helpful to others. So thank you oh, so much so. for joining me and coming on. Sure. And um, just remember, don't let your age be your cage.